At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Hello and welcome to Long Shots here on the VEASAN Podcast Network. We are brought to you by the VEASAN Pro subscription. And if you want to go in, go in and you can get Wes's column every Tuesday. You can get a subscriber-only email, picks from the podcast, all of that stuff. And you get $41 off an annual subscription if you go in and use the promo code GOLF, G-O-L-F, if you want to support this podcast and VEASAN over at VEASAN dot com for the visa pro subscription matt brown west reynolds kelly bidlin coming to you and guys um my nuts are better now after getting kicked in the nuts over the weekend <laughs> uh they they have healed i've iced them properly wes um everything is is good to go and here we are another just gut-wrenching heartbreaking second already the sam burns one was pretty tough for me now this one pretty tough for me as well as Will Zalatoris doesn't play horrible, doesn't play great, but lose to a Hideki Matsuyama who goes out and not only shoots the round of the tournament, Wes, shoots the round of the tournament by three friggin' mm-hmm. strokes. Yeah. And we end up losing this thing because Decky goes out and it's just nuclear air there. I mean, the back nine was playing hard for everybody. And yeah. then he's just scorching. Six birdies. Six birdies. Scorches the friggin' back nine. And instead we settle for yet another second here um you know look it's it's golf betting we're used to it at this point but man a, f- a few of these already early in the season are kind of kind of unsettling yeah i don't know how to feel about this one because i was with you of course on zalatoris where i at least at one point on sunday's final round felt like hey man he might he he's gonna win this thing you know for that brief fleeting moment even though Patrick Cantlay led after the first three rounds, I could just tell from how he started. And then it came out that he had a hundred degree temperature and all that stuff. Uh, uh, I never felt he was going to win, even though for the second week in a row, I got the 54 hole leader at Sahif the gala there at Phoenix the week before. And uh, obviously Cantlay, where it's like, Oh my God, it looks like he's going to run away. And then he never got going on the weekend, but uh, Matsuyama looked nine under when he, when he has, I think two approaches that he stiffed it within a foot in a row. It's like, yes. okay, okay. Literal we, kick in. It's like, like, you know, like, like literally you yeah. could have just towed it in. Like, uh, Cause it was, I feel like it's a tough beat, but then we look and we lose by, three so, <laughs> right, it, yeah. so it's like man it feels like it was a runaway but it really wasn't uh but uh you I know mean, uh I mean, ahead, what, I, I, I mean at one point it was like right around the turn right I, we, we had i mean wes you had cantley right you had cantley and zalatoris you you had zalatoris matt i had shoffley at like the turn they were all tied at 14 under par. <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like yeah. i was like someone's gonna win for the pot good like mm-hmm. we're gonna get a winner yeah, there was like a the five-way tie because luke <laughs> list uh was in there as well so there was like a five-way tie for the lead and then which also made out. it impossible to hedge thanks yes. right. yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. which also made it impossible to hedge so that was great Glad Luke List decided to come muddy the waters nice and early. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 so that we can I forgot do he went there. off early. Yeah. He, yeah. he was the guy. Yeah. He was the guy who flew up the leaderboard early. And then it was Matsuyama yeah. coming. So, thanks, Luke. Appreciate thanks, it. Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never stood a freaking chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah never, never happened. Uh, Kelly did remind me, though, was able to, was able to, to backdoor oh, yeah. a small profit here because 
I thought I had two loser top 20 tickets and instead <laughs> I actually had two winner top 20 tickets and Benny on and, and Adam Scott, Kelly reminds me, Adam Scott chips in for, to get into the top yep. 20. Benny on just backdoors in there as well. And then to go along with the little can't lay first round leader, at least I was able to uh, squeak out a, a small profit this week. First one in a few weeks. So it feels, yeah. feels good to be in the black as opposed to the red. Yeah, yeah, I, I did say it on the pod last week, but that Adam Scott top 20 was my biggest bet of the year so far. You would have thought I had hit 100 to 1 outright while I was live on the air on Live Bet <laughs> Sunday when that chip had went in. I was like, you know, they do the cutaway. Adam Scott's far out of it. You're like, all right. He better be about to chip this in, and that's why we're cutting away to Adam Scott because he is so far back. I'm like, if they do that little tease where he misses it by like an inch, I'm going to lose my freaking (laughs) mind. And on the air, I was celebrating like I just hit 100 to 1. It's been that, 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 that much of a slog of a season. Okay, enough of us licking our wounds here. Let's head to the Mexico Open at Vedante Vallarta in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Uh, This is... Not the most star-studded field, as you will see as you look down the odds board here. Tony Finau being your your favorite in this thing, if that tells you anything about how the the strength of the field as we go on. But Wes, we'll we'll look at the odds board here in a little bit. But let's talk a little bit about Vedanta Vallarta down there in in uh, Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, kind of a weird spot. This event gets moved up from April because we just ended the West Coast swing, but we have not yet to start the Florida swing. So you're right. Uh, this is a downfield. It's a little bit deeper in terms of the mid-range. I think 21 of the top 100 in the official world golf rankings, but only four in the top 50. Uh, Finau, Nikolai Hoygaard, Emiliano Grillo, and Ryan Fox. So uh, before we get in the field, uh, we could talk about the actual course. Vedanta Nuevo Viarta. It's a golf destination uh, uh, just outside Puerto Vallarta, uh, uh, Mexico. Uh, and it was designed and opened uh, by Greg Norman, uh, the Norman Signature Course. Uh, they're actually still playing a Greg Norman course on the PGA Tour, which surprised me as I was writing this up. But uh, opened in 2015, only accessible by the world's longest golf cart suspension bridge. So, off the Pacific shoreline, uh, resort course by nature, but it is relatively flat, and there's a lot of water here, actually. I, I believe uh, in terms of the amount of water holes, there's 12 water holes here. I think that's the uh, fifth most on tour. 106 bunkers, too, by the way, and Sandy Waste Area is included in, in that bunker count, so second most on tour. Vedanta Viarta, par 71, 74.56, sixth longest course on the PGA Tour. Five par threes four par fives and only nine par fours for the par 71. So kind of unique in that regard. Three of the uh, five of the par fives are over 475. Three of the par fives are over 585. A couple of them over 600. So this is a very long course. Uh, Fifth widest fairways on tour, 41 yards. So it's kind of grip it and rip it off the tee. Uh, Paspalum throughout uh, tee to green, including the rough one, one and a half inches. So fairly non-penal. You look at the uh, green, 7,000 average square feet, so that's the 10th largest on tour. Average speed on the stimp, I think about 11 and a half. Uh, so this grass can be sticky. Now, it is grip it and rip it, but it might not roll as much in the fairway because, the, the, you know, it, it's a little bit stickier grass, this Pespala. Yeah. And, the, and then the balls are going to stop on the greens, too, in terms of greens and regulations. So we get to the modeling. Now, uh, we could talk about how we weigh it approach and off the tee. If you're looking uh, – uh, at maybe defenses on this course, the wind in the afternoon, actually, uh, it's usually the morning where it's harder, but the afternoon can cause some higher scores, comparable courses, uh, Cocoa Beach, uh, Cap- uh, Corrales, where they play the Corrales Punicana, those are both Paspalum, other coastal courses, uh, Plantation Course at Kapalua, TPC Craig Grants, TPC San Antonio, because that is a Norman design. Congaree, those are courses that have wide fairways, non-penal rough, like Craig Ranch, which you saw to Byron Nelson. That, uh, you know, favors longer hitters, or at least you can hit it pretty long here. Only two years of history here, and they've both been chalky winners. John Rahm in 2022 won this at 5-1. to one. Tony Finau uh, defends his title from last year, where he won at 8-1. to one. Yeah, if we take a look, Wes, like you said, I mean, it's – Despite the fact that it is long, it's it's still a fairly easy course. I think we all, unless the wind just gets absolutely insane, we expect twenty or better, twenty under or better, to to win this thing. And and 
It really is when you say grip it and rip it. I mean, it, it really, really is accuracy. You can almost throw out the door because not only yeah. are the fairways incredibly wide, but I've actually had the, I actually played on Paspalum a few different times. And even if you miss, so like Paspalum's like pretty, pretty like kind of like thick and wiry. And so like the ball's Keeps actually going to like, the ball's yeah. actually going to like sit on top of the, like, like you're, you're all, it almost tees it up unless you get into like the thick, thick, cut of the rough but as long as you don't miss these wide ass fairways as they are anyway as long as you don't miss them massively it's not going to be bad at all like the ball's not going to be that big of a deal where it over there being in the rough and so kelly like it's an interesting course from that standpoint where not only are you getting the super wide fairways but even if you miss the super wide fairways the the rough isn't going to hurt you really at all as it is anyway unless you are just so 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 wide and so 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 off yeah you're in the the, yeah, yeah, yeah you're in like the super thick stuff but man if you're just in the normal cut of rough the way that past palum is it's not going to be that big of a deal yeah, it's, uh, I mean, and on top of that, I think it was a good breakdown. Uh, it was a good breakdown. I don't know who gets to name all these grass types. I always go back and forth. Would you rather name grass for like, you know, marijuana or would you rather <laughs> name grass types for golf? Like, they're both very fascinating to me. Um, but yes, yeah, so the past bottom, we're, we're like an inch and a half, too, on the rough this week. So it's not even like, you know, even if yeah. it was tough to hit out of. Yeah, you're you're talking that's barely anything when it comes to mm-hmm. rough length. So, um, yeah, that is... Uh, you guys broke it down well. It is gripping and ripping off the tee, plenty of room for air, and, uh, you know, those approach shots are going to be key coming into these big greens. Yeah, it's going to be something, I think, if we, as we start to break this thing down a little bit more, uh, you know, there's not a lot of, <laughs> I hate to say this, but, like, there's not a lot of getting cute, I don't think, with the model this week. I don't think there's a lot of, of nuance here with all of this. The if You can kind of look at, yeah, we only have two years of data, but the data is pretty overwhelming yeah. as to kind of what is important and what you need to be able to have in your bag to, to have success here. And so uh, we'll, we'll certainly we'll certainly get to that as we as we go a little bit more, uh, you know. Kelly, one last little thing here on this on this course, you know, I mean, it's worth it is worth mentioning that we're looking at while we think it could be 20, 20 or under or better, there is the off chance. It doesn't look like it's going to be that case, but you know, whatever it's the coast and things can change in a hurry. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be bad, but if, if the winds do come in, that is, that could mess things up a, a little bit here. So like, it, it, so while we're given the handicap for what looks to be decent conditions in all of this, like there's always the caveat that if wind does come in, that this could kind of mess with the handicap a little bit. Yeah. And only, yeah, definitely. It is a, it's a resort course, coastal course. I think you always got to keep that in mind when we talk about these ones. I, I, I think I caught the same note that Wes caught, uh, Wes brought up earlier and it was the, uh, it, it was in Ron Close's article over at Bedspurts. And it, it was a quote from John Robb. I think this is really I mean, some I'll be keeping in mind for for round one at least of him talking about the uh, the time of the day. Quote: There's a big difference between morning and afternoon. We had no wind for 13, 14 holes. It was very scorable. Once the wind starts going 20, 30 miles an hour, this golf course starts showing some teeth. It's long. You have a couple really long par fours, four and eight, or straight into the wind. Both of them 500 yards, so you can start seeing higher scores out there. I think that is a you know, if you want to look at first round leader bet, stuff like that, I think it's something to keep in mind when you're hearing, when you're hearing John Rom say stuff like that, that's big. Cause you know, that guy's driving, he's driving balls and powering it through the wind, you know, no problem on most of these. So I think that's something to keep in mind, but you're right. Look, bunker play is going to be important this week. There are some bunkers. That's one of the few defenses on the course, um, you know, kind of around the greens, um, I, I mean, I mean, frankly, I don't know how much else you looked at, man. It wasn't really much else, but I, I, I kept that in mind. I kept the fact that we're looking at big greens in mind. Mm-hmm. So it always means a little bit more opportunities gra- gained. Look, you know, look at three putt avoidance, that stuff for me. Other than that, it was pretty much heavy, heavy distance off the tee and give me good approach, guys, from long, long approach. Lines. So as we look at this leaderboard, I mean, this kind of tells you the the story here. It is Tony Finau at eight and a half to one to win. The next guy drops all the way to Nikolai Hogard at, at 14 to one. We did have Will Zalatoris in the field, but after the T2 at the Genesis, he decided he was going to go ahead and and make sure that that back doesn't mess up and, on him. And, and, I, so, and I think that put him in a, in a couple of weeks for the Arnold Palmer Invitational because he was out of the top 50 in the world mm-hmm. rankings. So they do that like next five or next 10, and he's in the API here in a couple of weeks. So no need for him to play this week. Yeah, no no need for no need for him to go and even take any sort of chance here after that really good showing. So it goes Finau all the way to Hoygaard at 14, and then 
all the way to Keith Mitchell at 22. So again, not like we've seen here the last couple of weeks, Finau eight and a half, Hoygaard at 14, and then all the Mitchell 22. So big gaps between the top three guys. Dietrich at 25, as is Pendrith and Jaeger and Grillo. And then we get to Thorborn Olison is at 28, and then a pretty big jump to the 35 range in which we see Ryan Fox and Patrick Rogers, EVR, Davis Thompson. Then we get into the 40 range, Jake Knapp, and then we start to see some of these other guys that, you know, look. So gross. Maybe we end up on our betting cards like in other tournaments is like top 20-ish bets or something, whatever. But like, you know, we're seeing 40 and 50 to ones on guys like Mav McNeely and Sam Stevens and Mark Hubbard and Doug Gim and, you know, all of the things like that. And so that's kind of where we are from a tournament standpoint here when it comes to the odds board. And of course, we will let you guys know how we broke all of this down and any guys that we instantly eliminated or any guys that we really started to gravitate to as we get a little bit closer here. But um Wes, let's uh, let's start with you here. What did you throw into the model this week? Uh, approach, even though I was a little bit more heavier off the tee, but I think like we were saying about how sticky this grass is, you don't get a ton of roll, uh, you know, necessarily on on the green. It can kind of like when it hits the green, it sticks in place and doesn't roll as far as it will on other surfaces. So I felt approach was still important. The proximity that I felt was actually the most important was the 200 plus yards because you got these long par fives over 600 yards and you got some really long par fours here. So, you know, even if you hit driver off the tee, you're going to be having close to 200 yards on some of these shots. I think it was 42% of the approaches here at Vedanta Viarta over 200 yards of proximity, 200 plus driving distance gained. You could also use strokes gained off the tee, even though that incorporates a little bit more accuracy, but I didn't think accuracy was important. So I went mainly heavier with driving distance gain, birdie or better gained uh, uh, because the ball will kind of kind of sit on top of, of, of this Paspalum with the slower greens. You don't really need a, a lot of touch, you know, in terms of uh, the chipping here. So, uh, you know, pretty easy, I, I think, uh, in terms of uh, getting around the green with the exception of something I'll mention later. And that is uh, actually I'll just mention it now. Sand saves because you do have a lot of bunkers on this course. I think you had to look at that maybe at least a little bit small. Uh, also, uh, did look at uh, bogey avoidance, three putt, as Kelly mentioned. And then uh, the scoring stats that I did, I did a little bit of strokes gain par five because I, I you don't have to reach these in two, but you better be good with the wedges uh, as well. So there's more than one way to attack these long par fives. Then I did strokes gain long courses over 7,400 yards. Uh, you know, guys that that and it's the usual suspects that were on that list that really gain off the tee really gain with distance. So uh, I felt that that was kind of one to look at just for some context, obviously not a lot of course history here because we've only had two events. Kelly, uh, looking at your model, I, I, I think you kind of alluded to it as well. Mine yeah. was fairly simple this week. I yeah. assume yours is along the same way. Yeah, it really is. And Wes hit on most. I mean, a little bit of strokes gained off the tee, but heavier driving distance. And then, you know, strokes gained approach heavy, opportunities gained pretty heavy. Uh, proximity, you mentioned it, Wes, 200 plus. Plug that in there. Uh, strokes gained par fives, looking at that. Uh, birdie or better, a little bit of sand saves, three putt avoidance. That was it. Pretty basic for me this week. A question we get asked a ton. And so I'll go ahead and just kind of refresh everybody's memory here about, you know, about the modeling. We talk about modeling all the time. And, I, you know, one of the biggest questions we get asked, do you use, you know, who do you use? What do you use and all that? Like, I'll go ahead and let everyone know now. All of them. <laughs> um, I have actually, I don't use Fantasy National at all anymore. Um, the I think comparatively to a lot of the other sites out there, it's gotten pretty stale. I think that the information and data available at a lot of the other places out there has just kind of surpassed them a decent amount. And so I've actually moved off of them completely. So pretty much the, the bulk of mine, my stuff is done at Rick Rungood, is done at BetSperts, and then just a little bit of comparative stuff uh, over at data golf, which again, they are stuck in the stone ages as right. well. But, um, but, but I do kind of compare it some of the stuff just cause they have so much historical stuff over there and different things like that. But that's kind of where I'm at these days is Betsperts and Rick Rungood. Um, a little bit over at data golf. I will give another shout out to somebody I have been at least trying over the last couple of weeks. I didn't mention them cause I still hadn't decided whether I'm going to go there or not. It's a site called bet the number, uh, bet the number golf.com. 
Um, so it is another site in which you can run your own models and things like that. So just uh, I, we get asked that a ton. So figure yeah. out good and clear. Also, uh, the up. bet spurts. I, I still do a little bit of fantasy national because I guess I'm a creature of habit. But mm-hmm. with the bet spurts, they've added something new called the rabbit hole. Uh, so, uh, you can look and you can kind of create your own thing, or you can look at either Ron Close's model who runs that side or Ryan Noonan or Andy Lack or any of those guys, they kind of put their models in, uh, uh, in there, uh, throughout the week. So, uh, the rabbit hole, you can use at the bet spurts, you can create your own, you can maybe use a little bit of some of those guys or whoever. So, uh, I really like what they've done over there. So I want to give them a shout. Yep, definitely. So I, I've run, I've started running my models there and at Rick Rungood, comparing the two and then coming to kind of how I get to the conclusion of who enters, who enters my card here. Um, because both have, both have stats that the other ones don't have, which I, mm-hmm. I which I like to see what's going on. And and one of the things that they do have at best parts, they don't have at Rick's is, is the, the carry distance that you can, that you can put in yeah. on the, uh, on your model. And so it's not only just driving distance because a lot of, listen, anybody that plays golf knows like you can hit a different type of ball. There are guys who hit penetrating balls and then like they get a ton of run out, which obviously adds to their driving distance. But if you're talking about what we're saying with this past Palum grass and it might not get as much rollout, carry distance comes a little bit more into play. And you would think that they always go hand in hand. And sometimes they do like Roy McElroy obviously has a ridiculous carry while also being one of the longest hitters on tour, but it's not always the case and it's not always hand in hand. And so, you know, a, a four, let me just give you a four example, right? Um, one of the guys who actually did pop up high in my model this week, like Eric Van Royen, he is seventh in this field in driving distance, but 37th in carry distance. And so he hits more of a penetrating ball that he gets a ton of rollout, whereas not necessarily the carry that some of these other guys get. And so just a just to kind of let you know why that matters uh, to me a little bit in this. So I did factor that into the model over on that other site. But same deal, Wes, like tons of 200 plus 175 to 200 still gets 20 percent of the approaches. Yeah, so I, I use that as well. Yeah. So 175 to 200, 200 plus threw that stuff in there and then um, definitely just the, the scoring stuff as well. Cause like I said, I, I expect this to play 20 under or better. And so with that, I'm looking at, you know, birdie or better percentage scoring on par fives. Like I, I even throw a little opportunities in there as well, just to kind of see maybe more of a tiebreaker type deal, but of guys that are getting it at least a little bit closer um, so that they can go ahead and try to try to tackle this thing a little bit more. But that's where really based around distance, really based around accuracy from long irons and really based around scoring condition, uh, like who, guys that can go out there and score. Yeah, splashes of the whole sand safe stuff and the different things here and there. But really, that's the focus of the model for me this week. Guys, when we come back, we will uh, head around the world here with Wes Reynolds. Also, we will uh, give you every single play that is on our card this week. Everybody we're even considering adding to just give us a couple of minutes here and we'll be back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots Golf Betting Podcast here on the VEASAN Podcast Network. Quick reminder, you can use the promo code GOLF, G-O-L-F. It'll save you $41 off an annual subscription over there at VEASAN.com. So you can become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for an entire year for $41 off if you use the promo code GOLF. You get everything we do over there, plus all of the golf content that Wes puts up there at VEASAN.com as well. And speaking of Wes, our favorite time of each and every podcast – 
We're going to go around the world with Wes Reynolds. And we go to the uh, capital city of Nairobi in uh, Kenya here after two weeks off. Uh, Middle East swing done. Now there's a, a swing to Africa, the tournament in Kenya, and then two uh, events in uh, South Africa to follow. But the magical Kenya Open, which was actually won last year by Jorge Campillo, who uh, makes his debut on the PGA Tour this week in the uh, Mexico Open on a course that really doesn't fit him. Uh, but anywho, he's uh, making his debut and playing in Mexico. So uh, uh, just looking at the, the the odds board, just to lay it out, uh, Tristan Lawrence, who was runner up here two years ago, co-favorite with Ewan Ferguson out of Scotland, 14-1. to He was eighth here uh, two years ago. Rikuya Hushino, uh, so it's not just Matsuyama amongst the Japanese contingents that's winning. Rikuya Hushino uh, won uh, two weeks ago at the Cutter Masters, uh, 16-1, to 25-1, uh, Frederick Lacroix and Alex Fitzpatrick. Uh, so uh, kind of a downfield this week because some of the DP World Tour regulars that you're used to seeing, the Hoygaard and Chorbo and Olsen, Alexander Bjork, those guys, of course, got their PGA Tour cards last year. So they're in this event with a little bit more of a downfield, obviously pick up points. So they are playing in the Mexico Open instead of playing this event uh, this week. So uh, we are at the uh, Kenya Open here. It is, uh, I'm going to try to get this pronunciation right. Musaiga Golf Club uh, in Nairobi, Kenya. Par 71, uh, 72, 28. Front nine is 400 yards longer than the back nine uh, on the uh, 36-35 split. 5,000 feet above sea level, so the ball will fly here at altitude. Very narrow fairways here, too, uh, uh, by the way. So I mentioned Campillo was the winner here, 18 under par, 45 to 1 to win here last year. So uh, I went with five uh, and didn't go really that far down the board, didn't go right at the top. It kind of went in the mid-range. Aaron Cockerell from Canada, 30 to 1, runner up here two years ago. Very accurate hitter, really good putter, too. He's got a sixth in Bahrain, was fourth in a really good field uh, led by Rory there at the Dubai Desert Classic. So think he can go well here. John Catlin, another guy that I'd like to target, who's actually an American player who plays predominantly over here in Europe and in Asia. Uh, 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 third last week, actually, in the Asian Tour event over there in Malaysia. Three-time winner on the DP World Tour, four-time winner on the Asian Tour. When you're thinking accurate hitter off the tee and tight fairways, this is the guy you go with because he's not very long, but he is dead straight. John Catlin, 40 to 1. Uh, continuing with the Japanese theme, uh, Masahiro Kawamura, 40 to 1, who was runner up here to Campillo last year, seventh in Dubai, 16th in Qatar a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, uh, he really just fits this course. He's never going to win on a bomber's course, but a place like this, he certainly can. And maybe that's the same for Nacho Elvira at 50 to one made 10 of his last 11 cuts. Uh, his best finishes on the DP world tour. Uh, if you look over the years, my bank bank in Malaysia trophy, Hassan, which it was held in Morocco, which is now a champions tour event, European masters at Cran Circier. We're still uh, trying to plan our field trip over there in the Swiss Alps for that one. And the uh, cutter masters uh, fifth on strokes gain around the green also for Nacho. And then I'm so glad you said this because I looked up who was playing in this tournament and I went down and it just, my, my, my mouse just stopped at Nacho Elvira, Elvira, whatever the hell it is. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to blindly bet this guy. And then he's already on your card. Nacho. <laughs> this is, this Nacho makes it Libre. easy. Yes, this makes it easy. So I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. One more here. Uh, uh, Englishman, Sam Berstow at 60 to one. He actually graduated from the challenge tour last fall, which is kind of the equivalent of the corn Ferry over there on the DP world tour fourth and sixth in his last two starts for greens and regulation. 13th and a cutter. That's his best start so far this year in his rookie season on the DP World Tour. So that is it for the magical Kenya Open. Kelly, we're firing on Nacho. You got it? Yeah, I'm scrolling down the list right now. There's there's a couple great names in here. Does, Wes, does he have a brother? Is Manuel his brother? <laughs> I, I believe hey, he uh, might be, actually. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey Matt, how about Alfredo Garcia Heredia? Oh uh, yeah, we just want to keep keep Sauce. the Alfredo the Alfredo they're, they're, theme rolling all week for NASCAR over to golf. Yes, there also <laughs> was an S Garcia in this field. It's not the one you know, Sergio Sebastian Garcia. So, like, if you ever use That's the probably official a good PSA, actually over there. Yes, <laughs> be careful if you're golfing at books that that uh, that shorten yes. the first name to an initial. Because <laughs> Sergio Garcia, Garcia would probably be like twelve to one in in this field. But yeah, if you ever get on the official World Golf Ranking website. 
website and sometimes you type in a last name and then all of a sudden like 10 of them appear, especially if they're like some of the Asian tour players. It, it really is kind of shocking. It's like, oh man, you know, I had no idea if if this guy has a brother or not. It's not like the Hoy guards where we know they're brothers. Yeah, but. I'll never, I'll never forget the time I bet on Tom Woods at two hundred to one. I just fell like such an <laughs> idiot for weeks. There, I'm sitting here and I'm looking, and as I, as I continue to scroll down, Wes, do they? Do they allow people into this tournament that have, that have never played golf before or something? Because like there, there are five thousand to one guys in this tournament right now. Like, like, are, they, yeah. are, they, are they allowed to like play with all their golf clubs or something? I, or like, I, like, I, like, I, this is obviously in 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 Kenya. So uh, the 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 major tour in Africa is the Sunshine Tour that's in South Africa, but yeah, I, I think a lot of these play a lot of these tournaments have some local guys. Uh, you know, or, or in the region that play a very small mini tour. I'm not even talking about like the Sunshine Tour, or the Asian Tour, which are kind of major tours, even though below the DP World Tour, certainly. But yeah, I'm I'm looking down here as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then just seeing I mean, there's these. like 251 to just make a top 10. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, yes. I'm looking at the top 40 odds now. You're yeah, so, so I missed the are, extra zero there, Matt. That was a good call by you. All those yeah. guys are 14 to one to make make the cut. 14 to one. Big <laughs> this so is awesome. it. Yeah, this is this is crazy. Uh, so, some of these names that are kind of like way down the board. It's like these are guys I might have been betting five or six years ago that <laughs> I totally forgot about. Way to go, Greg Snow. I'm rooting for you, buddy. 14 to one. <laughs> make the cut. Let's I mean, go. This is this is this is something else. I'm. I like this. I, I I might have to just fire. I mean, I we talk about so, all these triple digits. Whenever, what if I had a five thousand to one ticket? <laughs> yes, thing I got, uh, got home. I mean, that's like, Kevin dude. from the office, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, off your ten thousand to one odds, you <laughs> bet it every time. When I was looking down the list, and I think I'm sure there are probably some local Kenyans here. I'm like. I don't know if they allowed like their their marathon running team, their <laughs> yeah, distance I mean, runners. It, they're probably not doing that. Those guys are way too valuable because they actually win gold medals. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the so it's like you're not playing golf. This is this is amazing. Anyway, five thousand to one on all that. Anyway, so those are Wes's picks, and of course, you can get his full write up over at Veasan.com as well for not only the uh, for for this tournament, but that tournament as well. Kelly. This is the moment everyone's been waiting for. Let's go ahead. Let's uh, we punch some numbers into our models. We crunched the th- we crunched those numbers. We saw how everything came up. And what was your final verdict on guys that ended up on your betting card? I hate I hate the outrights. <laughs> okay. okay, I hate mine too. So well, that that's, makes two of that's, us. That's the final verdict. I actually stayed away for the most part. I think this is a. Uh, um, outright wise, I don't know if it's a great betting week. I mean, someone's got to win this tournament. I, I, I mean, I'll start the conversation right away. I don't know how you guys felt about Tony Finau, but I had, there was no, no even slight desire for me Absolutely. to bet Tony Finau. No, like no. None. Absolutely. I, I had him on the card last week. He, by the way, you mentioned Adam Scott, Tony Finau actually had to backdoor that, uh, that top 20 as well for me. So no way, no yeah, way. I mean, like, I, I don't even know. I mean, just from, I mean, and, and, and Matt, you bring this up often, like, no, we're not, we don't just live and die by what our models tell us, but like, you see, now it's like hanging around like 10th in most of my and, models. And not like, only that, it's like, like this feels this is, terrible. This Tony. is a, this could be a, this could be a birdie fest considering like we're expecting maybe 20 under better. And like, and he puts like ass, like, I'm yeah, just not going to like, he, he's yeah. not very good on the bogey avoidance. Cause I yeah. followed that last week. It's like, he makes plenty of birdies, but man, yeah. he gives them right back. Okay, yeah, all right. Let me no actually start. Yep. I do have two outright plays though, and then like, okay, there was the whole Finau thing, and then I think there was a lot of guys middle of the board that I was interested in. But a, you're talking about you. You already brought up Matt, but way shorter odds than what you normally get on these guys. So that's one thing. Like you just have to mentally get past. Um, yeah, you got that. But then the win equity, like none of these guys freaking win ever. So like, I, I mean, I, I, you know, again, someone's going to win this week. So it's, it's, it is going to happen. But um, outrights, I went with two guys. I went with Eric Van Royen and I went with Steven Yeager. Uh, Yeager, I kind of had a feeling I was going to be playing coming into this week. I've had uh, my eye on him early in the season. Uh, and he was, I mean, he was kind of top 10 bottle, uh, bottle play for me this week. I mean, look, the recent results are up and down, right? I, I mean, it was... Ugly at the ugly at Pebble, but bad weather there. You're talking about a great showing T3 at the Farmers where I bet him, T52 at the Amex, T18 at Sony. So he's kind of been back and forth with kind of the recent form. He is one of these guys that's had two solid finishes here, though, the past two years, T18 and T15, the two years he's played here. Um, 
outright on him, I played I 37 to 1, but whatever numbers on these guys, like fine. 30 to 1 is fine on him, 35, chop around. Um, and b- b- bigger bet on him is top 20. All my bets are b- b- this week are all bigger in the top 20 market. So I did do an outright on him, and then I played him in the top 20 market. The only other outright that I did bet, I'm sorry, Jaeger 26 to 1. I was reading the wrong guys. Uh, Van Royen is the 37 to 1. I did bet. You brought him up earlier, Matt. Um, did take a stab at him. I mean, geez, he was one of those guys that I was going to bet either matchups or top 20 wise. Um, but you're just, as I'm going through guys on the card, I'm like, who wins? At least EVR's got a W next to him in the past uh, uh, three years on some of these guys, uh, you know, I'm deciding between. Uh, and he just picked that up in the fall. So, uh, you know, solid solid model play, uh, uh, for, you know, for me here, top five mo- uh, in the model. I was, was kind of looking for for a reason to get get away from him. But, you know, we talk about we, we talk about this sometimes of the guys that, okay, you build out a model with so much heavy you know, heavy kind of like off the tee driving, driving distance stuff. And not that he's short, but he's not the longest guy out there either. And he still was up there on a lot of the stuff for me. So um, did end up playing EVR, uh, you know, recent results, missed the cut at Phoenix, T20 at Pebble, T25 at Amex, T22 at Century. So you take away uh, waste management. He did, but he's done pretty well this year. He was T33 here last year. Played outright, played him in the top 20 markets. And then the two other guys I added top 20s on, um, and probably I'll mix all four of these guys into matchups. Um, so top 20s on Jaeger and, and Van Royen. And then Taylor Pendrith was my favorite play this week, but I just stuck to the, t- the top, top 20 market. I didn't play an outright on him. I loaded up in the top 20 uh, at plus 125 on him. Uh, he was top three in every single model I ran. T9 at the Farmers. Uh, if you're looking for, you know, go, you know courses where you're going to want guys with length, both off the tee and on approach, that matches up well. Did miss the cut at the Amex. T10 at Sony Open. Finished T30 here last year. So, Pendrith's my favorite play of the week. I just didn't go with an outright on him. Um, and then Davis Thompson. The other one, I feel like I feel like you always know you're getting to bad tournaments when the Davises start to pop back up in your models. So Davis Thompson, I'm in on on a top twenty. He was a top ten model play all around for me. He's a, he's put together some good finishes actually that have flown under the my radar at least. T15 at Phoenix did miss the cut at Farmers. T21 at Amex. Uh, and then he had a solid fall season too. So some of these, I, I guess I kind of forgot about, but he's been putting together uh, some good play here recently. So again, just two outrights. Uh, Jaeger and Van Royen and then top 20s, Jaeger, Van Royen, Pendrith and Davis Thompson. So, so you might not have fallen for it. I, I, I did. So I played Pendrith outright. I played Davis Thompson outright. So okay, I, have both of them, <laughs> I have both of them on the card. So outright. Two thirds of a pod play then on Davis Thompson. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have Pendrith in at 27 to one. I have Davis Thompson in at 36 to one. I also have EVR. So I am on EVR with you there. Kelly, uh, 37 to one third in this field and strokes gain approach over the last 36 rounds. He's sixth in this field stroke gained off the tee fourth and birdie or better percentage, uh, 11th and bogey avoidance. As we said, don't want guys out there making bogeys on this easy course. And then eighth and par five birdie or better percentage as well. So, I mean, this course for everything that we plugged in EVR just kind of fits everything. So up and down th- uh, three of those guys that were on your card ended up on mine. Pendrith is an outright Davis Thompson is an outright and then EVR did end up as an outright as well. Wes, uh, what's on your card this week? Yeah, and I'll go with uh, one that's already been mentioned. Uh, Davis Thompson, uh, 35 to 1, 14th for approach overall on the tour, top 25 for putting, aggressive off the tee on a course that rewards that. So good recent form, 15th in Phoenix, 21st at the Amex. So Davis Thompson, uh, shortest price I play. And I say this, I hate playing such a short price considering an, a 5 to 1 and an 8 to 1 have won here the last two years. Obviously, more class mm-hmm. players, but uh, Keith Mitchell, 25 to 1. Good start. Start this year he's got a top 10 couple top 20s fourth on the tour for strokes gained off the tee he was the runner-up in 2018 at the corrales punicana so he's comfortable i think on the paspalum uh uh, Maverick McNeely, 60 to one. Uh, I think he might be down to 50 now as we record. He's made four or five cuts in 2024. Remember, he missed about four and a half, five months with that shoulder surgery uh, ending uh, 2023. Six a couple weeks ago at the Phoenix Open. Three top 12s at Mayakoba, which used to host the event in Mexico, the fall event. Uh, that's, of course, now on the Live Tour. So he's got good results on the Pispal. And we know Maverick's a pretty darn good putter regardless of the surface. So Maverick McNeely, 61. And then a guy that was really higher in my model considering he's missed three or four cuts this year which really surprised me 
and I got him at 66 to one. I think there's still 60 out there. Johnny Vegas uh, at at 66 to one who missed a lot of 2023 with an elbow injury, came back, played that event in Australia, finished 17th at the Australian Open, missed his first three cuts, but was 22nd in Phoenix, uh, six overall for ball striking. Really good history. You talk about like a guy that's got uh, kind of a horse for course on these type of like, you know, uh, coastal uh, courses, whether it's in uh, Mexico or Puerto Rico or wherever. Johnny Vegas has that uh, uh, ninth and a second at the Puerto Rico Open in 2020-2021, 18th and 4th, respectively, at the Corrales Punta Cana. This is a guy, obviously, he is from Venezuela, so he's played a lot of these, uh, you know, courses south of the border and then, of course, on Latino in Latin America, uh, down in South America. So Johnny Vegas, 66-1, also a real big bomber off the tee. So I think, yeah, he'll love this place. Uh, Sam Yeah, Steven. Matt, I don't, I don't know about you, but to back that up, uh, he, Vegas was, he was top, at least top 10 in everything I ran. It was just kind of some of the things you mentioned, Wes. It was enough of a reason for me to talk myself out of it, the, I the guess. The form isn't there. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking maybe he could turn it around mm-hmm. here. Uh, Sam Stevens, 70 to one was 65th in the FedEx cup points last year in his rookie season runner up at the Valero uh, down in San Antonio is his uh, best finish, which actually minor course correlation. That's a Greg Norman design where they played at TP San Antonio, as is this uh, this week uh, here at Vedanta Viarta. Best performances, though, other than that, were on the Pospolamis. Third at the Corrales Punicana was 15th in Puerto Rico. Also finished ninth on this course. Uh, this event wasn't always a PGA Tour event, the Mexican Open. Uh, it was on uh, PGA Tour Latino America, and he finished ninth on this course in 2021. 16th in driving distance. I think you'll like this longer track with wide fairways. And then a player that you wouldn't expect to be at this big of a number. And I didn't even at first know he was in the field, even though there's a lot of DP world tour regulars that are playing here this week, Robert McIntyre at 125 to one, who is in lousy form right now. He's missed four of his last five cuts because the putter has just been a disaster. If you look at them stats, but I thought he, he went to live. <laughs> I, I know. I kind of, I was kind of like, where did he go? Because <laughs> he's just he been has playing that bad. That's what, yes. that's where Bobby Max been. Yeah. Oh, man, he's, totally he's, been, he's been bad this, uh, this year, but 71st in the official world golf ranking in this field and 125 to one. But you, we know what Robert McIntyre can, do he attacks with the driver and this is uh you know a perfect course for him to do that one of the things too about some of the guys from the dp world tour that are in this field this week they see this paspalum a little bit more frequently over there especially in the middle east swing and then as they get into like uh, south africa so they play on this actually a little bit more in the pga tour guys so i think uh some of those guys like mcintyre Victor Perez, I know, is here. Hoygaard, obviously, a shorter price. But you've got a lot of guys in this field that are European tour regulars. Uh, uh, Rio Hisasuni, uh, the young uh, Japanese star who has played over there. I'm just looking down the list. But you've got several of them. Matt Wallace as well. Guys that are playing this week that I think could be comfortable on this surface. So I have Sam Stevens as a top 20 there, Wes. So we are all three kind of sharing some way, shape, or form a lot of the plays out there. My other three outrights, again, just to recap, I have Pendrith and Thompson and EBR, just like uh, my two colleagues here. I have Jake Knapp. Um, Jake yeah. Knapp at 40 to 1. If you look at my model, Jake Knapp is just destroying the model over here. And this is a guy coming off of the Corn Ferry Tour. If you go back to the Corn Ferry Tour last year, you can see a guy that just basically lived at the top of the leaderboard. T7, T5, T9, T7, T8, T7, T5, T13, fifth outright, T10. Like the guy was just a absolute machine over there on the Corn Ferry. Started out this season T70 over at the Sony. He did get cut at the Amex, but then a T3 at the Farmers and then T28 down in Phoenix. This is a field. I think this guy might be able to kind of go in there and make a little bit of noise. And so if he would have caught a break or two, he might've won at Torrey Pines a few weeks ago. Yeah. And and you look like you got the distance. He's a top top. He's inside the top 25 in this field in in, in, uh, driving distance. He's inside the top 25 in carry distance. If you look at what he does from a Sansei perspective, he happens to end up there third in this field, 23rd in bogey avoidance, 15th in par five birdie or better percentage. There's just a lot of boxes getting checked over and over and over and over again. 
by Jake Knapp. And, you know, Wes, this would not be the first guy to come off the Corn Ferry and have a very good uh, debut on the PGA Tour. So I'm not that worried, especially in a field that's not as strong as in years past, you know, taking a guy that is coming off the Corn Ferry and, and thinking that he might be able to win. Yeah, these are good placement markets, guys, mm-hmm. these week, uh, this week, too. One guy I did consider, I didn't ultimately end up playing him, uh, was a guy that actually is off the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, Kevin Doherty, uh, mm-hmm. who is one of the real big hitters out there. And look, big hitters, I think, are going to do very well here. Now, he was like about 200 to 1, Kevin Doherty. He was uh, second for strokes gained off the tee, by the way, at Torrey Pines uh, a few weeks ago. So, Knapp is one you can make a case for. Alejandro Tosti uh, as well, who has obviously played here before. But uh, uh, I, I think Knapp, uh, look, very big hitter. He's not going to be intimidated out here. Uh, I need, we, we need Toasty to become a thing. If Tiger's not playing, old, old Toasty needs to become like the Ron Artest <laughs> of the PGA Tour. Like that is, I mean, we know he, he has it in him. Like that, I hope he really starts playing better golf. So like, it, I mean, until we get this whole new league thing, like I, we, we need some characters out there and there, there ain't much. Patrick Cantley ain't going to get it done. Let's put it that way. Would you, um, guys like, would you guys like a quote from Bob McIntyre about 20 months ago on Liv? Oh. It's a quote. It's obscene money to be throwing at sports. There's only so much money a human needs. So for me right now, I'm comfortable. I've got a house, a home. My family is healthy. I've got a car. I, I could drive. I have clothes I can put on and could still treat myself and my family. What do I need? Just now I'm as happy as I can be in the life of Robert McIntyre. These are big weeks for guys like Robert McIntyre too. Want to because check back in on Robert McIntyre, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because uh, like I was saying, this is a big week though. Because uh, you know these DP World Tour guys that finished in those top ten at the race to Dubai that got PGA Tour cards, these guys aren't in like necessarily every single event. Right. So they've got to work their way up the points and you need good finishes when the field is down. And that's that's the reason why like Nikolai Hoygaard and these guys are playing this week. Two two bombs. So I did play two bombs this week. Um, oh, sorry, Matt. I thought you're done. <laughs> no, uh, two 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 bombs on the outright side of things. Sammy Valamaki. Um, wow, is okay. A guy, one hundred and twenty-five to one. If you go in and look over the last thirty-six rounds, heading into this tournament, he is. We talked about the approach with the long irons and how important we think that is going to be. He is 15th in this field in fairway uh, in, um, in approach from 200 plus. He is 14th in this field from approach 175 to 200. He's 34th in driving distance. He's 27th in carry distance. He's 33rd in overall approach in this field. And then you go a little bit further over and you start to see like strokes gained off the tee 24th in this field as well. Now, there are some knocks on him, which is why he's sitting at 125 to one bogey avoidance, 77th in this field, right? <laughs> like there's sand saves, ninety like sand saves, 96th in this field. So if he hits it in the bunker, you're screwed. But like, hopefully he doesn't hit it in the bunker, but that's why we're getting 125 to one on him. When you go and you take a look and some of these finishes, again, a guy that is coming off the Euro tour where he won the Qatar masters. He sixth in the Alfred Dunhill. He was T four in the Czech masters. And then he, he has a couple of right outside the top 40, but at least made the cut finishes here at T 43 over at the farmers T 41 down in Phoenix. And, uh, you know, 25 year old young youngster here and and Wes, you're probably more familiar with him than I am, but a a big old boy, you know, six foot three, two thirty five can, can put it out there and and whatever. And so uh, again, uh, in a field like this at triple digits, if he can maybe avoid some of those bogeys, maybe if he can avoid the sand, which he has not really mastered, then maybe he could uh, make some noise. Big man from Finland. He's got two DP World Tour wins. They were both actually in the Middle East, one in uh, one in Qatar and also one in Oman. So, Paspalum, uh, maybe maybe he shows up this week. So, it certainly makes sense. And the yeah. last bomb for me, uh, Parker Cootie. <laughs> yeah, one of the Cootie brothers. Both the Cootie brothers in this field this yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's just one of those deals where this is just nothing but a model play. I don't expect anything out of this, but you're going to find him at triple digits. If you go in, it's a deal where it's a, it's a, it's just nothing more than a model play on on Parker Cootie. You go in and you see really, really, really good long irons, right? And that's basically something that I heavily emphasize this week. But he's inside the top 15 over the last 36 rounds in long iron play. 
Um, so again, not a ticket that I necessarily think is going to cash. I just need him to play his way into contention. And if I'm holding 130 to one, I can figure out a way to, to monetize that. So, uh, Pendrith Thompson, EBR, Knapp, Valamaki, and Cootie for me on the outrights. I did play top 10 on Hoygaard, uh, top 20 bets on Sam Stevens, as I mentioned. Also two other top 20 bets on Doug Gim and Michael Kim. Uh, both of those just can't ignore where they were showing up in the models. Yeah. I don't necessarily know what the win equity is for both of those guys, but I mean, they're just absolutely destroying the the models for me this week. And so I would be remiss if I didn't at least put in a top 20 on those guys, um, considering where they were showing up literally inside the top 15 and, and just about every single uh, version that I ran, even when I was trying to get them out of there, they wouldn't leave. And so yeah, I had to at too. least put in top twenties on those guys. Yeah. They were both up there for me as well. I, uh, I, I think everybody, anybody who's been listening to this pod is long, long enough is known as, uh, has known that I've thrown enough money away on Doug Gim, but, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to stay away, but yes, they, he was right there as usual, hovering around. Yeah. I'd probably right around that 10, 15 mark, both those guys, yeah, but Michael Kim, I dug into a little bit more, um, just because, yeah, like he Doug Gim, I'm used to seeing up there with his approach, yeah. his approach stats. Michael Kim, not as much, but he, yeah, he really spiked for me this week. I did end up staying away, but you might be very good par five player, Michael yeah. Kim. If you go and look, he's inside the top ten and and birdie or better percentage on par fives, and just overall birdie or better percentage, he is actually sixth overall in this field over the last thirty six rounds. So I'm sure that's why he was spiking for us here. But uh, you know, anyway, worth a. Worth a top 20, I think, but not necessarily from an outright perspective. Guys, again, everything we do here on this very podcast is absolutely free. So we do appreciate you guys going in, subscribing. If you want to rate and review, we appreciate that as well. All the kind words that you guys are leaving, really helping out. Um, We're getting really close, right? We're getting really close this year on some of these. Wes has already hit a couple of outrights, and we're really close on a lot of these other ones. Probably turn this thing around here pretty soon. Feeling pretty good about everything. And if you're putting at least in the placement market stuff, we're uh, we're at least not losing too badly week in mm-hmm. and week out. So go in and do that. And, of course, Wes is right up over at VEASAN.com as well. For Wes, for Kelly, I'm Matt. Good luck on all your Mexico Open bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.